You are listening to Podcasting 101 with RSS.com, getting you ready to launch and grow your podcast. Hey everyone, Ashley here with RSS.com. In this episode, we're chatting with Monica Louie all about leveraging Facebook ads to increase your podcast downloads. Enjoy the show. Well, hey, everyone. I'm so excited to have... Is it Monica Louie or Louie? Louie. Louie. Okay. Yeah. I'm so excited to have Monica Louie here to talk about Facebook ads for podcasting. So let's just jump right in. Can you tell us a little bit about what it is you do? Absolutely. So thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. It's nice to see you again. Pat again. Uh, so my name is Monica Louie. I'm a Facebook and Instagram ads strategist. Um, and so I have my own agency where we manage ads for six, seven, and eight figure online businesses. And I also teach. So I say I have an agency and education company around Facebook ads. So, um, I teach and speak about Facebook ads. I love interacting with people and helping people get over that hub hurdle of getting started with Facebook ads and having great success with, with Facebook instruments. Now, how did you get into the world of Facebook ads? Yes. Okay. So. Well, geez. So I started off with a blog. <laughs> I'll go yeah. back. Um, I left my corporate job. I was looking for a way to make money from home on my own time, on my own schedule. Well, I was, you know, I had two little bitty kids when I started my blog. Uh, and so I started my blog. We turns out after we left or after I left my corporate job, my husband and I found ourselves uh, in a precarious financial situation that we just did not feel comfortable with. Um, going from two incomes down to one, we thought we were being smart. Well, we tried to be smart. We built up savings. We paid up our car, tried to put ourselves in a good position going from two incomes down to one. Well, we saw our savings start to dip and that just made us really nervous. So I was like, okay, I don't want to have to go back to work right now. I know I could if I wanted to, but I really don't want to. I want to spend this time with my little. And so I'm, I was like, I'm going to figure this out. So turns out we ended up kind of following the Dave Ramsey plan of paying off debt really fast. Um, and so we ended up paying off $120,000 of debt in two years, all on a single middle class income. And I also, I like to share that my husband is in law enforcement. So he's not an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer. You know, it wasn't like we had all this extra disposable income. It really came from hustling and being committed to our goal. So with that, I learned about blogging along the way. That was, that was a good way to build an income from home on your own schedule and your own terms. Um, and so... Once we people started asking how we had paid off the debt, I was like, that is what I can blog about. I can help others do the same thing. So I started off with the blog and with the blog, I just thought, you know, traffic would come to me. And turns out that's not the case. So I started following people like Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield and Amy Porterfield shared the wonders of Facebook ads. And with just a little bit of investment, you can drive targeted traffic to your offerings. And so I ran my own campaigns to grow my blog and had really great success with them. And as I was building my community or my network online um, in the personal finance space, people started to reach out for my help with Facebook and Instagram ads. So that was way back in 2016. I ended up selling the blog and transitioning to go headfirst into the world of Facebook and Instagram ads. And it's been a wonderful ride ever since. Wow. So basically you did all the trial and error. You learned all the things and now you teach all the things. Yes. I teach all the things and we love it. I have a great team. Um, and we manage ads for our clients. We have such fun doing it. Um, there have definitely been challenges along the way, but it's been a lot of fun and we're still getting great success. And so I love to teach and help others, uh, achieve that success as well. Wow. So 
I can't even imagine like you have a blog and you just decide, hey, I'm going to start spending money on Facebook ads. What was that like for you? What did that feel like? Like going from the I'm just trying to get traffic to I'm actually putting my my money into this. Yes. So I was very, very nervous. My husband and I were still paying off debt. So we were really watching every penny and my blog was not yet making very much money. And but I knew that I had an important message to share. I knew that there were people out there that wanted to hear success stories like ours and to hear the steps that we took. And, you know, we're looking for that information. But I just had to get my offerings in front of them. So um, well, I was very nervous. I was very scared. I just was like holding my, you know, hitting publish. But I follow. I'm a very good student. So I followed what Amy said to do step by step. And I turned on my campaign and I had really great success. My first campaign, um, it was to promote my webinar, my freedom training. And that was at the end all of 2015. And then I did it again in January of 2016. Had really good success. I tweaked my ad and my husband was my graphic designer at the time. Uh, not professional by any means, but he was way better than what I could do. And so it's, I just laugh at that graphic that I use in the ad. It got attention. It worked. I got better results the second time around. And that's when people started to hear that, hey, I know a thing or two about Facebook ads. Well, it's like, it's like Shane Sams always says, done is better than perfect. So yeah. I definitely understand, you know, the cringe mode of looking back at, cause I mean, I look back at some of the graphics that, uh, that I've even used to use. And, and nowadays, like they're much better because you're using Canva and things like that. But, uh, so it sounds like whenever you were doing those Facebook ads, you were driving traffic to a paid offer. Is that right? It was to my free webinar. And then I had a coaching program helping people create their debt free plan at the time. And so that's what I would offer on the back end. That's awesome. I absolutely love that. So, okay, transitioning from going from blogging to now you're doing Facebook ads for more than just trying to drive traffic to a blog. How in the world did did podcasting come into what you started doing? Because I know you had a podcast for a while. How did all that come about? Yeah. So I, well, I've always loved, as soon as I discovered podcasting in 2012, I mean, that was really what inspired me to um, even take the leap and leave my job and figure out a way to make money from home on my own schedule on my own terms. And so um, I started uh, back then, one of my first podcasts was Michael Hyatt's first podcast. I know he's got a few now, but um, his very first podcast. And so he was talking about blogging. So there, you know, he got me interested in blogging. And then um, I heard, I was listening to other blogging podcasts and they mentioned plan and passive income. So, okay, fine, I'll check this out. So, you know, I started listening to Pat's and then that really sealed the deal that he was ha- sharing success stories of people, you know, who are just normal people who had figured out a way to help people online and make money with it. So that really inspired me to take the leap as well. Um, and then through Pat and I don't know, maybe Michael Hyatt, I heard Amy Porterfield's name, you know, coming around and she had a podcast. I started listening to her podcast. And so I just looked back that, you know, I just all these people, all these mentors along the way who helped me. You know, achieve my goals in building my business online. I developed a relationship, um, you know, using them as my virtual mentor um, through their podcast. And that's how it all started. And so that was really the desire for me to have my own podcast, to build a relationship with my potential clients, potential customers, and really just, you know, share what I was learning, whether it's, you know, about Facebook ads or other things in my business, building a team, scaling, you know, all the all the challenges that we face. And then uh, I just love the part of bringing on other experts to have conversations like this and to, to share their expertise. So I love uh, hanging out with other entrepreneurs, other people building things online. And um, so podcasting has been a great way to do that. 
Well, you had already been on my radar because you and I had met at Podcast Movement in 2019. But what got you back on my radar is I was searching some stuff about how to get more downloads for a podcast and your name came up. And a podcast episode that you had about using Facebook ads to get more podcast downloads, I was like, I got to have her on. She's got to be on this show. So tell me a little bit about um, using Facebook ads to get more podcast downloads. Is it actually possible? Yes. So this is this is a strategy that I've talked about at Podcast Movement and um, something that we've done with several of our clients who have podcasts. Um, you know, a lot of times they see that growing their podcast, you know, those loyal listeners are the ones that end up converting into buying their products, their programs down the road. So if they can just grow their podcast and get more of those um, you know, diehard listeners, diehard fans, then, uh, then that will lead to more sales down the road. So it's really a long-term play. Um, but we have been able to successfully do that. And so the, the challenge with that though, is that there's no good way of tracking the download, um, you know, increase or, you know, our subscribers at all or anything like that. Um, it's really difficult when, Facebook and Instagram ads, um, the ads manager does a pretty good job. It's not always completely accurate, but it does a pretty good job of helping us track our opt-ins and sales from our, but with podcasts, it, you know, downloads, it's a completely different world. Um, and so there's no good way to really track that. So what we just kind of look for is as we're doing the strategy, is there a general list in downloads? Are we seeing just generally that the podcast we're promoting or, you know, the, the show itself is just kind of getting more attention, more download than before we were running ads. So it's not really perfect. It's not really ideal, but I do think that it is a viable way to grow your show and get more attention to your show. Now, with the strategy of using Facebook ads to to get downloads, do you recommend that people direct the traffic to the actual podcast or should they go to a website that gives them an opt-in to then find out about the podcast? What do you think about that? Yeah. So my, I've tested it both ways. Um, because you can, you can take your, you know, what is it called these days? You speak an iTunes link, you know, Apple podcast link. Um, and so you used to be able to take that and then you can't filter to just target people with iPhones. Um, for example, and put that link in the ad. So then they click on the ad and then it will ask them to open their podcast app to go listen to the show. Um, however, that is not the, the way that I prefer, just because there's a lot of friction with that. Because if you're in, you know, Facebook or Instagram, and then it says, oh, do you want to go open this other app? A lot of times, many of us are going to just be like, no, not right now, you know? And so you can't really then track, you kind of lost the the benefit of that click of people engaging with the ad. So um, my preferred method is to drive traffic to your show notes page. If you have a specific page for each show or your general podcast page um, where it talks about your show, Aaron, have your Facebook pixel installed. So your Facebook pixel is a piece of code that Facebook gives you and it's unique to your ad account. And it helps track, even if you can't track the download, you can track the traffic going to that page and then you can retarget them, get back in front of them with other apps, other offerings. You know, maybe it's for your lead magnet, for your paid program, whatever it is down the road. Um, but you can then get in front of them again. So I like the idea of having the opt-in on that page. I would definitely put the information there about where they can find your show. Um, and if you're talking about a specific episode, of course, you're going to share, you know, what that episode is about. And I also think that it's a good idea to have a podcast player embedded there on your website. So, okay. Um, so people can just listen to it. You'd be surprised at the number of people that just listen to it, you know, on the desktop 
um, there. If you have it embedded, they can just click play. And, you know, maybe I, the way that I listen to podcasts is I'll, you know, open my podcast app and then download the show so that next time I'm ready to listen to a podcast, it's there in my queue. Um, that's the way that I do it. But people listen in all different ways. And some people will listen to it on the desktop. That's awesome. So, I mean, it kind of segues a little bit into, well, what are your best tips for success with Facebook ads if you're trying to drive the numbers up on your downloads? Yeah. So I would say, you know, there's really two ways you can go about it. You can promote your show just as your show, um, kind of like a brand awareness strategy where it's like, hey, you know, here's my show. Um, yeah, this is what it's about. This is who it's for. Uh, and you can also do that, you know, I think it's a good time to do that when you're launching, if you're relaunching, if you've got a new season coming up or something like that, where you want to bring attention to your show and talk about what's coming up on your, on your show. Um, the other way though, is to drive traffic to a specific episode, talk about a specific episode in your ad. And I really like that idea better, um, just because it's more specific as to the content of, you know, what you're sharing in that episode. So your ad can be more specific to that content. Um, and then you can really clarify who that episode is for. So I would think about when considering which show do I use for this strategy, I would think about, well, what is, what is your end goal? Like my clients, they're looking to eventually make sales into their paid programs. Um, so then we want to have a show that's kind of related, you know, the topic of that show is related to leading into the paid program. Maybe there's an opt-in shared on the show or whatever. Um, but just kind of get people into the world and lead them down the to eventually the paid offer. Um, so what does that look like for you? What is your goal? Um, do you have a paid offering or maybe it's an affiliate offering? Maybe you have an episode where you interviewed, you know, the founder, creator of a tool and you get really great affiliate commission. So the more listens that you get to that show, the more affiliate commissions you're going to get. But just be very clear on what your goal is when selecting the show. And then also look at, you know, which of my episodes have gotten good engagement um, or will add credibility that, hey, I got this great, you know, big name guests on my show that I want to bring more attention to. So anyway, I, those are the kinds of things that I would think through when determining which episode to choose for that strategy. I love all of that. I mean, that that just all makes complete sense once you say it out loud, because when you talk about it as a long game rather than just, oh, well, we're just trying to get downloads. I, I think that the way that you described it makes a lot of sense. So are you, how are you seeing um, success or are you seeing success with Facebook ads with your current clients who are trying to drive people to a podcast? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so we've tested a lot of different things um, with their ads. And what we found that works really, really well is, you know, using the audiograms so that we may create for social media anyway. Just plug the audiogram with a snippet, you know, an audio clip from the show. Use that as our creative. And then he puts a little sound on sticker um, because we want people to be like really clear that they want to listen to it. Um, it's not just, you know, a moving, moving animated image or something like that. Um, and then just be clear in the ad copy that it is a podcast that you're promoting, you know, podcast episode number, whatever, or whatever topic or title, you know, that they know to look for and tell them where they can listen to it. I would put in the ad copy to, you know, that you can find it on all major podcast platforms, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast. Because again, just me as as a long-time listener of podcasts, if I see, you know, that past new episode that I want to listen to, um, you know, and he's promoting it in his newsletter or something, wherever he's promoting it on social or whatever, then I will, you know, make a mental note of it. And I may not like over right then to go start listening to it right then. I'm probably doing something else. But next time I'm ready to listen to a podcast episode, then I'm going to make sure that I go back to that one because I really want to check it out. So just, um, just know that it may not get a lot of engagement, 
Uh, we get, you know, likes, reactions, shares even. But um, as far as the click-throughs and tracking those click-throughs, it's hard to, you know, really translate that um, to the, you know, the good results that you're looking for. Obviously, you want the lowest cost per landing page view possible. But just because you're not getting a lot of clicks using this strategy doesn't mean that it's not working and helping lead to downloads down the road. That all makes perfect sense. And I love that you said to embed your show into your own podcast, or excuse me, embed your show into your own website. And I like that um, you're making it pretty clear that what people should be doing is something to get someone on their email list. Because if you are trying to just promote your show and you're not capturing that info, then what what are you even doing? <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, many of us are, you know, growing our shows because we do have businesses, you know, alongside our shows. And maybe the podcast show is turns, you know, for something fun to do into, you know, well, now I want to make some money from this. So I want to, you know, develop some products to offer to my listeners. Um, so just think about the long game, you know, think about the end goal. With every strategy that we do, we're always thinking about well, how can we get people on the email list so that we can get back in front of them with our paid products or our affiliate products. You know, a lot of people are, uh, especially a lot of podcasters are affiliates for, you know, maybe some a specific set of tools or resources that is aligned, that are aligned with their audience, their audience's goals. Um, so, you know, have a way to get back in front of them to let them know about those great tools and resources that you recommend. Yeah. And even if you're not selling any products, even if your goal is just eventually to get sponsorships or just to build your community, I, I think it's, I think it's so important to, to be building an email list. And we've actually written about that on the RSS blog and we'll have to leave that in the show notes because I think it is so critical, especially if you're using Facebook and, and Instagram and all these other things, all these platforms that you don't own. You need to do something where you can get a hold of that information so you can keep in touch with people so that if you do go offline one day, you can still tell them, Hey, you're a. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so important. And I'll say something about partnerships and sponsorships too, that, you know, having a solid email list, um, that you are, you know, emailing regularly, um, that, that can help strengthen those partnership deals, those sponsorship deals. Um, and another thing that we've done with some of our clients too, when it makes sense is we'll run ads to their sponsors or partners, um, for their blog or whatever. Um, oh, that's a good idea. I'm writing that down. It. They'll be able to offer that, whether, you know, they print in as another, they, you know, line item thing in their package, their partnership package or whatever, but they'll, they'll work with us to run ads to promote, you know, that piece of content or whatever it is. Um, and that's another way that you can kind of, you know, sweeten some different offerings, have some different offerings for your partnership packages. So. That's a brilliant idea. What a great idea for deliverable. I mean, you're just dropping knowledge bombs left and right today. Well, I guess one of my questions is, can anyone purchase Facebook ads or do you need something special to get started? Yeah. So all you need to get started is you do need to have a Facebook business page. Um, and those are absolutely free uh, to create. So you do just need to have a page. So you can have a page for your brand, for your show, whatever it is, but something like that. Um, and then if you are running ads for, on Instagram as well, you don't have to, but I highly recommend having an Instagram professional account as opposed to, uh, you know, personal account or creator account. Um, and that taps you, that allows you to into your audiences that are engaging with you on Instagram. If you don't have a professional account on Instagram, then you're not going to be able to get in front of your audience that is uh, engaging with you on Instagram, not just your followers, but those who are actually engaging with your profile. That's good to know. And I, I honestly second that. If you're 
you're trying to get an audience, you definitely need the professional account. Well, is there any reason that podcasters should wait to start buying Facebook ads? Like, should they wait on a specific reason um, to to launch their campaigns? Yeah, I think it always comes down to what are my goals? What are my priorities? And do I have, you know, it is going to take some investment. Um, and I teach so you can get started with a small budget with Facebook and Instagram ads, especially with this um, strategy. I would just start off with maybe 10 or $20 a day. Um, with testing this out, just seeing how it works. So don't think that you have to have thousands at the ready to, you know, just throw at Facebook and then hope it works. Start small. Um, but you do have to have some investment capital. So just be clear that this is more of a long-term play. So you're not going to, you know, you could test it for a week and see how it goes, but you're really not going to learn a lot, uh, you know, in, in a short time period. So I would pick probably one episode and just kind of track, you know, what was my activity, you know, download activity before I ran ads and now what's my download activity um, while I'm running ads and just look for a little bit of a lift. And it may not be super apparent. Of course, there could be other um, sources that are, you know, driving uh, downloads to that episode. So it's not going to be perfect. And that's what I would be looking for. So just be really clear on, you know, the benefits, um, but also, you know, the drawbacks as far as tracking that it's just not going to be perfect. I love that. Well, I'll add to that, that if you're if you're going to be directing people to a specific episode, this is why calls to action are so critical in your episodes. So every single episode that you put out, you've got to be putting calls to action in your episodes, because if you don't, then you've already lost them. You know, the whole idea is we are trying to get people to subscribe so we can continue building our audience. So I, I, I think everything that you've shared today has just been brilliant. But I do want to ask you, I know we're running a little bit low on time. But what mistakes are you seeing podcasters make with Facebook ads? Do you do you have a little bit of time to dive into that? Yes. Yes. Okay. So mistakes. Okay. So these are the things we want to avoid. Um, so yes. the, the first mistake is lack of commitment. So the biggest waste of time and money when it comes to Facebook and Instagram ads is people will say, oh, I boosted a post here or I put a few dollars to that there. I'm going to just try it. I'm going to dabble. And then they're just like, eh, that didn't really work out or I didn't really see the results that I was looking for. So I'm just going to, you know, move on to something else. So when you are serious about growing your platform, growing your show, growing your business, growing your brand, then you want to pick a marketing strategy and, you know, down the road have several marketing channels that are working for you, but that you're consistent about. Just like when we're starting our show, you know, the people that are like, maybe I'll release an episode here. Maybe I'll do another one there. You know, they're not going to see that growth and the benefits of, of having a podcast um, if they're just dabbling with it. So be committed to the process. And as I said, you don't have to start off with a lot of money. Um, you know, a very small investment will do, especially for the strategy. And then, of course, you can test other strategies as well to grow your email list or whatever, retarget people to your paid products down the road. But with this strategy, I would say keep the budget at, you know, fairly low, 10 to $20, just test it out. But be in it for the long term. Another one um, is that people don't get educated to understand what the options are um, in the ads platform. So there are a lot of different options. Gosh, Facebook keeps trying to add more options for us. We're always finding something new in the ads manager. Like, oh, that was there before. Uh, anyway, so, but it is important when setting up your campaign that you understand uh, you know, what the different options mean and how to set up your campaign in the right way. So you've got to have some education under your belt for this strategy, it's going to be very simple. I would recommend doing a traffic campaign, but just understand how to put it together in the right way. And so some well, of that, the main that mistakes was a, that I see. 
That was a great segue into where can people learn more about Facebook ads? Well, <laughs> I can help you there. So as I said, I do love teaching people about Facebook and Instagram ads and helping them get over the odds and the hurdles that come to with getting their campaigns off the ground and also that nervous feeling of like, I hope I'm doing it right. It all just works out. And so I do have my free Facebook ad starter kit that I'd love to offer to your audience. Uh, they can find that at monicalouie.com slash Ashley. And it is, um, I think it's a really cool guide. Uh, it has, so it takes you through the six simple steps for creating campaigns that convert. So you know exactly what to plan for when you dive into the ads manager. And there's a checklist. I myself love a good checklist. Um, so I have a checklist in there for you. So you can put together everything. You know, you can get clear on what episode you want to promote who you want to target, what you want to, you know, use for your ad creative and your copy. You can get that all figured out before you go into the ads manager. So then it's just boom, 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 set it up. Um, and there's a glossary. So if you're new to the world of Facebook ads, it kind of has its own language. So I like to, you know, uh, clarify what some of these terms mean. What's the difference between a campaign and the ad? What does that mean? Um, and so I've got a glossary in there too. So you can find that at monopoly.com slash all right. Yeah, we will definitely leave that in the show notes along with all of your links. Speaking of, where can we find you online? Yeah. So um, I do have a podcast, the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. Um, and so you can definitely listen to that. Uh, it is on hold right now, but I definitely want to bring it back uh, in the new year. So that's my plan. I'm, I love podcasting. I'm a huge fan of podcasting. Um, and so I'm going to bring it back next year. Um, and also my main website is monicalouis.com. And you can find my podcast, everything about working with me, hiring our agency, my program Flourish is linked there as well. Um, so that would be the main piece. Awesome. And well, the good thing is like, even though you haven't, um, you've had the podcast on hold for a little bit, it's still driving traffic. And not only that, a lot of those episodes seem to be a little bit evergreen so far. And yeah. so it's, even though some of it, I'm sure changes and, and there's ebbs and flows and whatnot, but you've got a lot of great content there. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's so fun to do. Um, and I, I'm really excited. So I'm definitely bringing it back in the new year. That's exciting. Well, um, I have to ask you the one last question that I ask everyone before I let them go. And that is, what is one question I didn't ask you wish I had? Okay. Uh, so I would say, what do you do when your Facebook ads aren't working or you feel like they could be working better? So what are the different elements to test? So with that, there are three key pillars of high converted Facebook ads, three key elements that need to work together. So the one, the first one is your offer. So that would be in this case with the strategy we've been talking about, your show that you're, that you're promoting, your episode that you're promoting. So that's your offer. And then you've got to get it in front of the right audience. So if you're finding that mm, it's not really getting much engagement, I'm not seeing, you know, more downloads. It doesn't, I'm just not sure that it's working. Again, it's going to be kind of hard to tell. But if you're just thinking you do better, then maybe you need to test a different audience. So testing, we can test multiple different audiences with all of our strategies. Um, so test a different audience, but you've got to get that offer in front of the right audience. Then you do that with a high converting ad. So it may be that, okay, I think my audience is solid. I think these are people who are interested in what I share in my show and my offerings, but you know, my ad just isn't really connecting. I'm not getting a lot of engagement on it. So test a different creative, maybe test a different headline, different ad copy, test those different elements. A lot of times just changing the creative, maybe it's this audiogram versus a static picture or like a boomerang or, you know, some little animated uh, GIF or something in your creative, just changing that uh, can lead to drastic differences and results. So we find that that when we're, um, if we're testing different audiences, anytime we want to kind of fine tune some things, then we'll definitely be testing different creatives and different versions of our ad copy. 
Wow. Uh, that's intense. That, that seems like a lot. <laughs> but that's why you have a, a, an ads manager, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's a lot of fun. But I think, I think it's really fun to get creative, you know, brainstorm the different ty- you know, types of ads that you can promote. Um, but then also get clear on the targeting and, and what audiences are likely to be interested in your efforts. Well, speaking of one of the cool things about RSS is our analytics will actually not only show you what countries and cities are listening, but they'll tell you the time of day. They'll tell you their ages. They'll tell you a lot of demographic information, including what device they're listening on. So can okay. stuff like that be used in, in Facebook ads? Absolutely. The more that you understand about your audience and who is listening, then the more, the easier it's going to be to be able to write the copy in your ad, in your show notes. Um, to attract the right listener. And then also then it'll help with your targeting as well when it comes to Facebook ads. You'll know who is likely to be interested in your show. So definitely all of that is super helpful. That's fantastic. Well, is there anything else that you want to add before I let you go? I just think um, that podcasting is a great way to build your audience and Facebook ads can definitely help you do that. So I'm just really excited and honored to be here. So thank you so much for having me, Ashley. Well, my fellow podcasters, we hope you enjoyed the insights, tips, and ideas shared in this episode. To learn more about launching and growing your own show, head over to rss.com backslash blog. And if you're ready to launch a podcast of your own, you can get started for free with your first episode on us. Thanks for tuning in.